0: Sometimes it's about, when it's reinventing yourself, it's kind of just realizing where you've kind of come to the end of an episode, you've come to the end of a chapter in your life. Do you know what I mean? And, and it can be quite unnerving because a lot of times we're in comfort zone and you know, we're an expert in something. And then sometimes to go yeah. to the next level and to reinvent mm-hmm. yourself, you have to become an amateur again to be able to fulfill our purpose and our destiny.
1: Herman Stewart is recognized as the UK's leading expert in youth mentoring with over 30 years of mentoring experience. Herman is an author, TEDx speaker and is also the founder and CEO Every Child Needs a Mentor which is the UK's leading specialist youth mentoring provider. Herman's mentoring expertise has been sought by many organizations globally including government, businesses and education establishments and his mentoring work has been regarded as high quality by Ofsted and has been included in a white paper for policy. To give back, Herman hosts the Finding Your Path podcast where he interviews influential leaders on how they found their paths in their lives, relationships and careers. Previous guests include Harriet Green-Obe, ex-CAO of IBM, footballer Emily Heskey and Mike Harris XCAO of First Direct and Egg Bank. In a previous life, Herman played football for Great Britain and he was an international musician performing alongside artists such as Buster Rhymes, Redmond and Wu-Tang Clan.
2: Are you thinking about building your wealth? Are you thinking about where to start or not knowing where to start in your wealth creation journey? At property wealth education we teach people how to get started how to build an empire and how to invest passively and actively using property in your wealth creation month in month out week in week out we have curated courses that is available to you free and paid and through our upgraded mentorship program the wealth circle so if you're thinking of building your wealth we want to invite you to click on the. A link below the show notes on this video uh, to book a call with us we'd like to have a chat to help you start to build your wealth build a legacy for yourself and your family hey man how's it going
0: my brother it's good it's good how, how about yourself
2: yes absolutely so so glad to have you on the podcast i know you know you spend time you know out of your business schedule to be here so i just wanted to go straight to the point you know when it comes to entrepreneur you know, trying to, to start, and then grow and eventually scale their businesses. And as entrepreneur yourself, you know, from your experience, what do you think is one of the biggest things that holds them back? This episode of the Wealth and Business podcast is brought to you by our sponsor and our partner, Adrian Benjamin. Adrian is a wealth protection advisor who helps business owners, property investors to financially protect themselves, their family and their businesses. Adrian will make sure that if the worst was to happen to you or your family, you will be able to financially survive. To know more how Adrian can help you protect your wealth, your families from the worst when it does happen, follow the link on the show notes And you will have access to his social media, a calendar link to help book a consultation call where he can actually see where you are in your wealth protection.
0: Yeah, I feel what holds people back the most is themselves. I feel the biggest endurance is in between their two ears what they think about themselves what they think about the opportunity what they think about is it going to work is it not going to work i think sometimes it's just you know analysis paralysis is too much thinking too much overthinking and that's what gets in the way of a lot of people to tell the truth because if you're being creative if you're developing an idea I guess I'm I'm simplifying it but I've had a lot of training I've had a lot of exposure to entrepreneurship to how you develop frameworks visions you know how you work it out how you start a startup so I might simplify it but the reality of it is is you being able to have something that's valuable something of value that you then monetize something that then you package whether it's a service operation or whether it's a product it's about about understanding who do you want to sell it to, how much you want to sell it for, and so forth. And 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 one of the best things is just really just starting. And I've learned later in life you know, is that start before you're ready. So before you are actually ready, start. And that can be quite unnerving because sometimes we wanna have all of our ducks in a row. We want everything to be perfect. We want everything to be how we want it to be. But in business, in entrepreneurship, the reality of it is a lot of the things that you go through, you learn along the way. You learn while you're doing it. You learn while you're processing the opportunities. You learn while you're going on the road. So I think that that will get in a lot of people's way, especially. a lot of people are very academic or they're very linear in their thinking a has to go before b b has to go before c the reality of it is sometimes e comes first and then it's about how do you structure things and order things and and so forth so i'd say that that's one of the things that hinders a lot of people
2: wow interesting uh what you said right there what hinders a lot of people so in that case then what was it like for you starting as an entrepreneur We understand there is a lot of analysis paralysis, especially when it's getting started. And then the truth as well is that, Mm. yes, entrepreneurship seems easy, but I'm of the school of thought that entrepreneurship is very hard. It's not for everyone. But what was starting and how did you overcome the analysis paralysis, you know, and obviously understanding, Mm. okay, sometimes it doesn't have to be the A first and E, a D might come before the A sometimes. How did that play a, a huge impact for you?
0: It's funny, I've been reflecting on this. so It's quite funny that you're going through these this line of questioning because I've been thinking about entrepreneurship but having a number of conversations with people about entrepreneurship. When I think about how did I start as an entrepreneur, it was like when I was young, do you know what I mean? When I was in school and I would buy quarters, you know, like people buy, you know, pineapple rock or pear drops or whatever. I would buy quarters and then I would sell them singular, you know, to people. So it's like, I started doing that then you know i sold clothes and i've done this you know and then flip cars you know all these different kinds of things along the journey and yeah. that's what started me um, when i say like in in the work that i'm doing and you know having a structured organization and limiting your organization all those different kinds of things when i started i had a process of where i evolved into it because i was working in an organization and i was very effective at what i was doing developing mentoring programs and developing strategies and frameworks and being able to quantify the impact and being able to create policy and referral systems and all those different things and then it was like it was so valuable because really first I was employed as a mentor you know someone that just mentors the young people but then I started to develop systems of how to be effective at mentoring the young people and not only that how to capture the evidence of impact that's happening for the young people so then I started to become more valuable and then I started to realize that so then I started to train people to become mentors then I started to train people from the corporate world to become mentors and I started to train people from the community then I was going and speaking up and down the country to different leaders so I started to do much more than being a mentor so I had a very forward-thinking leader and he seen and he knew that for me to stay in that organization he had to keep on creating opportunities for me to grow you know so I I was growing as much as i could in that organization before i had to leave you know it's not like i just had to leave because there wasn't much opportunity he was allowing me to be an entrepreneur so to speak so i was developing things internally in the organization then i became a consultant for the organization then i said i need to develop my own consultancy and then i started to consult while i was in that organization so i went down to part-time and i was building my own organization and then i went and asked for more of my time back because i was getting clients and then it came to a point that i said i can't do both i can't do the employment and do the entrepreneurship because of just the quality of work and just the kind of needs that my employment had and it's like my heart was growing outside of the organization so then that's when I had to kind of take that step but not only that, my family was growing I had my third daughter at that point I had two daughters in private nurseries and it was like, I can't stay at this workplace I need to go and make a way for my family to grow do you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah. that's what happened for me so i, I used my skill set i used my expertise my understanding my consultative mindset within my area of expertise that's what helped me to go into business wow i mean re- i really love how you break it down what a journey we go through as entrepreneurs don't we
2: you know, because first of all, evolving and reinventing yourself. You know, I've been on that journey for almost 20 plus years of my life. And I was having a very interesting conversation the other day with someone. And someone said to me, first of all, what is the one thing that you've thought about that really help you become who you are today? And the answer to that mm. question was, it is very tough to reinvent. It is also very yes. tough to think outside of the box. And these are the two things mm. entrepreneurs do actively every single day prevent thinking yes. outside of the box
0: yeah i mean i was thinking about this recently in a sense i've, I've had a portfolio career because when i was growing up i played football And when I was playing football in my teens, that's all I wanted to be. I just wanted to be a professional footballer, played for my school, played for my district, ended up going for trials, ended up playing for Great Britain. Me and Paul Scholes was in the same squad when we was 15. I was gonna be a professional footballer, but then, you know, distracted, never had all the passion to continue. You know, being a professional and being someone that's very talented is two different things. And I didn't realize that I didn't fully want Become a professional, even though I was good and talented at it. But then I became a professional recording artist because I was rapping for years and then formed a group. And we, you know, opened up for artists like Buster Rhymes, Wu Tang Clan, no Redman, been on Westwood, been on MTV. Um, been in magazines, you know, done all those different kinds of things. But I'm my first daughter then, actually. And it just really made me have to think about what do I want to do? What do I want to be? And for me, it was like, okay, I needed to have like something that was more of a career that I could walk through and develop. So then that's when I studied counselling. And then when I was studying counselling, someone said to me, you'd be good at mentoring. So then I studied mentoring at the same time and then started Mentoring. So when I talk about mentoring, that's like the third thing that I've done, you know, and, and then I went from, you know, being a volunteer mentor to an employed mentor to then a manager of mentors, then a director of mentoring, then the lead mentor of Birmingham City, then award-winning mentor, author, speaking to government, gone Dubai, doing mentoring, all that different kinds of stuff. So I have been able to reinvent myself and use all of the different talents and all of the different gifts that I've been given 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 and blessed with, you know. So sometimes it's about when it's reinventing yourself, it's kind of just realizing where you've kind of come to the end of an episode, you've come to the end of a chapter in your life. Do you know what I mean? And and it can be quite unnerving. It can be because a lot of times we're in comfort zone and you know, we're an expert in something. And then sometimes to go to the next level and to reinvent yourself, you have to become an amateur again. And that's what affects a lot of people. Like They don't want to become amateur again so they stay in their field and they don't reinvent themselves where i had to become an amateur again in different fields to be able to go to the next level and then to max out in that level and it's just like playing a game when you play the game you get to the end of the stage it's very difficult on that stage and then you, you you master it and then you go to the next level and then you get killed straight away because it's the next level and i feel that. We have to be able to reinvent ourselves, be able to go to the next level, to be able to fulfill our purpose and our destiny. You know, I I learned something
2: from one of my mentors and he said, if you've got your hands occupied with items, let's just say I'm holding a brick in this pan with these two hands. If I need to grab my phone, I cannot grab my phone because my hand is occupied holding this brick and on entrepreneurship, yeah. sometimes when something is not working, you've got to learn to drop what's not working and then check in with what's working. And in the journey of entrepreneurship, I think looking back of over 20 years of my life, one of the things I've really, really come to realize is number one, entrepreneurs are thinkers. Entrepreneurs are people who think, and entrepreneurs are people who naturally have to reinvent, invent right so whether you reinventing who you are or whether you're reinventing the process it's so important so i am a property expert i'm a property you know mm. an investor and a developer and as well as i i help people just see the mindset around wealth creation using property as their mm. vehicle which is sometimes not quite easy to do As well as it's also, when other people look at it, they see property. So people see, I just want to buy a house and I buy the second one and I'll be wealthy, right? I have two houses Mm. that gives me 500 to a thousand pounds and I'm happy and I'm wealthy. No disrespect, if you're Mm. making 2,000 pounds and you're still in a nine to five whilst you have the property, except you have a passion for it, for your job, Mm. right? And then the two thousand extra income is coming through, and that's just about it. And that's what most people do. Whereas, I have seen people who are in property that earns 15, 20 thousand subject to the number of properties they have on their portfolio. Mm. In order to do that, you have to become an entrepreneur, right? Mm. I've seen people who are basically trying to sell, you know, phones. They have a phone shop. Yeah, in order for you to now have a franchise model where that phone shop can be in the next five, 10 shops or five, five, 10, you know, uh, you know, shopping malls across London, for example, or across England, for me, that is the duplication model. For example, you know, McDonald's, KFC, all these different, you know, companies that are out there. So you can see the ability for them to reinvent, all right, the business. So it becomes a fine chance model. Same thing applies as an entrepreneur. So that goes through the start phase, your growth phase, and then obviously when you're trying to scale something. Now, my question to you haven't broken it that, that way. How is it so important for entrepreneurs to not get stuck, but to be able to keep pushing with the knowledge that they probably you know acquired through when they failed? And obviously embracing failure is part of the process, right? It can be never but yes, it's part of the process. So for you as someone who has successfully mentored leaders you have mentored startups you've mentored different kind of individuals in business what is the one big thing that you think we need to learn and we need to adapt so we can actually become a truly refined entrepreneur
0: that's a good question I, i feel one thing that we we need to understand is what has got you here may not get you there Mm. when you really realize that helps you to see when you're hitting your ceilings you know you might have a methodology that has worked before you might have a strategy that has worked before you might have something that you've rinsed and repeated before but then if you desire to go to the next level and sometimes the next level is calling you sometimes what i have understood or what i've seen as an entrepreneur and having You know, being in different mastermind groups with different leaders, different individuals and being around different people that are growing their businesses. Is that sometimes, and this can be quite peculiar, when it's time to go to the next level, the level that you're on, you start lacking on that level. You start, you know, money starts to dry up customers start to dry up clients start to dry up the things that you used to do all the time it starts to become hard and and sometimes people think oh it's just about you know about what they're doing at that level but what it can mean is that you need to be going to the next level now you know the next level is the level that you have to go on now but it's scary now because you know for you to grow again you might have to deplete first to grow again you might have to lose some stuff first you know and and that could be preparing you for the next level do you know what i mean that could be preparing you and getting you ready for that new level of hunger that can be getting you ready for having to learn that new skill set learn that new market learn that new product you know having to go and network and being around different people you know so i would say it takes it takes you understanding where you do have to change you know where you do have to go to the next level it does take courage. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy. I think sometimes people, because we're in the age of Instagram now and people are just looking at other people and looking at different entrepreneurs and you know, and they're taking pictures, they've got the lifestyle. And so understanding when you have to change and going through that process, it might be scary. To be an entrepreneur takes courage you know one of the analogies of entrepreneurship that a lot of people are familiar with is that as an entrepreneur you're building a plane while you're coming off the cliff you know you don't have the plane already it's all you've tested it a hundred times you know you're gonna fly there's fuel in it you know as an entrepreneur sometimes you're building the plane while you're falling off the cliff so it really takes a certain resilience it takes a certain level of faith as well you know because you've got to believe in what you can't see sometimes you've got to believe in that it's going to come the resources are going to come the people are going to come at the same time as having that kind of logical analytical side as well because you, you know you need cash flow as well but it's these different things that you go through being an entrepreneur I don't think it's as straightforward as people make it and people watch people and they think just because they're doing it they can do it but they you've got to have the temperament as well and you've got to have the um, support system as well you know I've been very encouraged and helped by my family, by my wife, you know, we've we've been in it together, you know, and being an entrepreneur, it does challenge you and test relationships and so forth. So you gotta have people around you that have faith as well, and people that are optimistic and people that are hopeful and people that believe in you and people that speak into your potential. You need all of those things as well yeah i totally totally agree with you you're very right because today's world
2: now we live in instagram gratification so instant you know i mm. had a very interesting conversation with an individual the other day and he says instagram stands from instant mm. so when people see you on instagram people automatically see the instant success mm. right and people also believe that it's instant so i mean One of the the formula I teach is a five-year formula entrepreneurship. The five-year entrepreneurship formula means first you get the knowledge, then you start, then you grow. Then after Mm. five years before you can actually scale. Don't try to scale before five years. You know, Mm. scale after five years, you know, so that you would have gone through, you know, the process Mm. and understanding. So one of the things I never knew so i'll give an example when i wrote the test you know i had to look back 22 years of my life and everything makes sense now because of where i am because when i was going through my life as an entrepreneur 22 years ago i did not realize that i you know i did not understand the true meaning of entrepreneurship you know because the true meaning of entrepreneurship is you're making money Mm. whereas today now the true meaning of entrepreneurship to me is not making money the true meaning of entrepreneurship is starting and completing.
0: Mm.
2: Because when you start and you complete, the reward is the money, right? Mm. Because a lot of entrepreneurs are starting, but they're not completing. So because they're not completing, they're not getting paid.
0: Mm. But instead,
2: a lot of people start entrepreneurship with just the end goal. The end goal is the money. So if you can't raise money, how are you going to invest in real estate, for example? If you can't convince someone to buy your product, right? Right. How are they going to monitor? How are you going to be able to monetize if the product is not good enough? Let's take Apple, for example. Yeah. Apple had to develop a product. It had to be tested. It has to go through the transformation process, all right, which is it was an ordinary idea. It had to be baked. It had to be transformed. Then it became a product. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the product
2: is now good so much that every time they release a product, people queue. People even pre-order the product because the product is so reliable and so good. In Mm -hmm. fact, ever since I started using Apple, I never use any other phone now. So that process of that transitioning or transforming, which is the starting and completing, which then automatically opens the well or rather open the box of the completion, which is the monetization of it. Mm. and entrepreneurs sometimes especially in this day and age obviously i'm in my 40s then i'm sure you're probably maybe slightly older than myself or maybe a same age bracket not too sure however the point is when we saw entrepreneurship many years ago yes the world has gotten a bit easier as well as the world has also gotten a bit harder yeah it's two forms Before, we couldn't be doing this, right? You're based Mm. all the way in the Midlands and I'm interviewing you all the way from Midlands today. So technology (laughs) has actually (laughs) made the process quite streamlined. But the fact still remains that there is a time to plant, there's a time to grow, and there's a time to harvest. And entrepreneurs who are starting today need to understand, to eliminate the mindset of the Instagram gratification, which Mm. means it's not about the luxury lifestyle. There is hard graft that's behind the scene. Mm. and i totally totally agree with you you know you know hey man totally agree with what you said so now bringing me towards the last part of this conversation what can entrepreneurs do to understand how to plant and how to allow the plant to grow in order Mm. for them to reap which is the completing process which is the money aspect
0: it really depends you know because even when you're planting you're going to be planting different things you know someone that's planting a tomato plant and someone that's planting an oak tree, they're gonna have different timescales, they're gonna have different um, processes, they're gonna have different things they're gonna have to do for what they've planted, you know? So when you're thinking about what they've planted, some of that's down to purpose, some of that's down to why you're planting, some of that's down to how long is it gonna take for that business to grow? and what type of business is it as well is it like are you just starting a business because there's like a trend now and you're trying to jump on the trend and monetize or capitalize because something's popping and you want to be in the trend of what's popping or do you want to build something that you're going to pass on to your children You know when your children's children's gonna raise that business and probably see it be the most fruitful it's ever been you probably you know so you probably even accept that you're only gonna bring it to a certain level you know your children that are good they're gonna bring it to the next level so i think it depends on what you're planting why you're planting and how you're planting whatever you're planting you need to have some level of patience Because if you're planting it and you're digging up the seed to see how it's growing, then you're stopping it from growing and then you're planting it again. It takes persistence. It takes being patient. It takes optimism that's grounded. Because as an entrepreneur, you've got to be like ultra optimistic, you know. And sometimes that optimism blinds you from your expectation or the unrealisticness of your expectation um, let me explain so for you to start a business you got to be optimistic you know for you even to like leave a business and start a business you got to be even more optimistic because you got to believe it's going to work because of your needs you might have to believe that it's going to work within six months because of your pipeline or cash flow or the savings or whatever. So within six months, it's got to be working. So there's a difference between being a pioneer and being someone that establishes. You know, some people that are very good at establishing, they're not necessarily good at pioneering. You know, they're not very good at starting stuff, but then there's people that are very good at starting stuff that they're not necessarily good at establishing things you know and that's where team comes in and that's where you have to have the right people around you you know because if you want to build something of size you need more than you you know like you can have an influencer brand you can be all about you and yeah you can do that a lot by yourself but then when it starts to become very successful you're going to need a back office you need operation you need management you need sales or you're going to need you know the cogs that help business to work Yeah, you know, you're going to need all those things. And I think what it is, sometimes whatever is the thing that makes you good or makes you professional that you're attracted to and you're infatuated with, a lot of times you might be really good at that. And that's what's making you want to start a business. But then when you get into business, you start to realize that there's probably 15 other things that need to be done to make that one thing that you're very good at shine and be operational. And I think that that's, sometimes it don't even make sense to think of all the 15 things because then sometimes people won't start, you know, sometimes it's about just starting and then along the way, getting the different things at different stages of growth. You know, if you've got a viable product, if you've got something worthwhile, building a team or building, getting finance or so forth. So it just depends where you are, where you want to go and what you're building.
2: Thank you so, so, so much, Heyman, for, for, for coming on this episode, just to bless us with your wisdom and your knowledge. And I just totally, totally agree with every single thing that you said, because it's so very important for individuals who are starting to know what it takes to start, to know what it takes to grow a business, and as well as to know what it takes to grow a business. Because especially like you mentioned, jumping and trending businesses, which a lot of people are traumatized you know by the instant you know gratification mentality and not understanding the differences of planting like i i obviously reiterated in this conversation is so key very important you know and, and especially mm. the kind of world we live in today you know people get that little winning and and everybody say i'm successful but actually is that what success means to you you know is success meaning that you close your first 10k mm. client for me, success is not my first client that paid me 10K. My success for me is, can I continue mm. to make the same sale and grow incrementally, you know, month in, month out? So it's not about taking the first money. So when I'm taking mm. people to mentor them, I tell them the journey and I tell them the direction to the end. So it's not, I said, it's your first property is not going to change your life. The second is not going to change your life. I always say to people to, to always, you know, see the end in mind and understand the journey because it's the journey that makes it worth living. You know, and as long as you understand that as an entrepreneur and people being honest about entrepreneurship, which is one of the things I'm about, I'm about, let's really share the honest journey because when for me, if I knew the honest journey when I started 20 plus years ago, honestly, if I got the right mentorship in time, I would be like, I would know where I am now. But it took me, almost what 14 13 14 years to understand the importance of mentorship before I got myself a mentor and gradually mm-hmm. I've actually to see my growth in business in whatever I've mm-hmm. you know set myself out to achieve so thank you so much hey man for for really coming to bless us with your wisdom so before we go before we finish this episode how can people find you and you know can you just let the audience know how you help entrepreneurs And as well as i know you do a lot of things around also helping entrepreneurs children you know giving back to the society as well and helping you know young individuals in their society as well to become the greatest version of themselves and you do so many other things
0: yes so there's a there's a number of things that i do um across mentorship property acquisition business buying businesses and doing different things and setting up deals and so forth so as an entrepreneur it's as as i've taught through the process i started somewhere and then i had to learn how to grow how to utilize my skills how to network how to be mentored and so forth so it goes across you know properties mentoring i mentor leaders i mentor entrepreneurs as well as you know mentoring businesses and leading businesses and helping to buy and sell businesses as well those are all the different things that i do Wow, amazing. And if people want to get in contact with me, you know, connect me on LinkedIn, you know, Herman Stewart. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, you know, really starting on, on, on that platform. And um, yeah, th- those are the those are the two prevalent places that that I am to tell the truth. And if you want to know about the work that our mentors do and and so forth, um, you can go check www.everychildneedsamentor.com, which is an award-winning mentoring organisation.
2: Fantastic, ladies and gents. By the way, the show notes will have all Hamer's contact details. So do feel free to reach out, connect with him. And if you need his services, make sure you reach out to him. Hey man, thank you so much uh, for for jumping on on this episode with myself. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon.
0: Yes, looking forward to seeing you as well, Daniel. Keep all the great work that you're doing and inspiring and encouraging people and getting people to dream and getting people to stretch outside of their comfort zone because that's where wealth is developed you know wealth is inside of us but we need to nurture it and we need to be able to grow it and we need the right networks and the right people as well so continue doing the great work that you're doing and thank you for the opportunity to share the work that i do and you know being able to touch base today thank
2: you so much thank you so much So, guys we'll see you soon
0: take care